2: Hey, welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network. We have with us today relationship remedies with Dr. Linder and Hank and some special guests. But before we begin, I wanted to play something in honor of Black History Month. We're gonna go way back and we're gonna play a song that will really make you think. It's Carmen McRae and it's called "A Whole Lot of Human Feeling." Enjoy. Peace and blessings. I'm Dr. Linda Wiley. Welcome to Relationship Remedies. This is the place to discuss hot topics related to the health of your relationship. So bring us your questions, your concerns, your comments, but most of all, please bring an open mind. You heard our producer Aurelia at the start of the show talk a little bit about. Black History Month and played that song. I have to tell you, she went way back to that one. I have never heard that song in my life, but I did enjoy it, and I'm so glad that she brought that in so that we had a little bit of Black History Month flavor. We're going to shift gears, though. You know, February is either Black History Month or Relationship. Here on the Coco Express show, particularly on Relationship Remedies, you get a little bit of both. So throughout the show, um, of course, I will be joined by my co-host who is an author, a poet, and a friend of mine. He goes by the name of Hank Stewart. Hank will be joining us, and he'll add a little flavor to the conversation. And then we're going to get things going with our two special guests. And so just to kind of set the stage a little bit, I want you to think about how you go about meeting people. How do you know if you found Mr. Right or Miss Right? What do you look for? How do you know if you're compatible with someone? all kinds of questions can be answered tonight so if you have a question or a comment feel free to give us a call you can call us at 347-637-2319 again the number to call is 347-637-2319 so first let me introduce you to um a a new friend i met her through a speaking engagement actually it was hank that uh, made the introduction we were all on the same panel together I moderated a panel, and uh, this woman is just fabulous. She just really impressed me with her knowledge about relationships, her dedication to Christ, and her dedication to making sure that healthy men and healthy women come together in a positive way. So the owner and founder of headoverheels.com, com Making Service, is Rebecca Lynn. Rebecca Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Linda. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to um, get you started with a little bit of a, a background, and then we'll go ahead and introduce our next guest as we wait for uh, to Hank to come on in and join us. So tell us a little bit about headoverheels.com. Um, Head Over Heels Matchmaking is an agency that I started last year. I had been matching people for several years. And then I, it, things started to grow, and I needed more help. So I launched the agency um, in June of last year, and we have seen incredible growth, especially in the Atlanta market. We, this is our, our backyard. This is where we're we're office-ed. But we match across the East Coast, and a large part of what we do is also coaching. We, um, we help people to heal and get over their issues from from past relationships in order to be able to match them. All of our clients are required to go through a seven-step program that enables them to hit that reset button in order to be ready to receive new love. So there's really two sides to the agency, coaching and matching. Okay. So let's start out. First, what is matchmaking? I want to make sure that people understand and they don't confuse what you do with some of these online dating sites that are so popular nowadays. So tell us, what is matchmaking? Matchmaking, well, as a matchmaker, um, you know, matchmakers have been around forever. Even back in biblical times, there was always somebody connecting to people, arranging marriages. Um, So it's been around forever. But it's very well-known, of course, in the Jewish community. That's the longest history you have in matchmaking. Matchmakers are still very predominant in the Jewish community and culture. Um, Now, as far as Americans and what we do now, it is more of a fairly new um, movement within and trend, especially within black culture, which is why a lot of the time that we spend in the agency is honestly educating people about what we do. The difference between a matchmaker and online dating is that we are personally matching hand-picked matches based on six points of compatibility. So whereas online dating is kind of like a meat market, it's just virtual pictures and looking at people and trying to decide, you know, who you're attracted to because that's mostly what people look at on on online dating. This is more about true compatibility. It's about um, really looking at life stage and personality type and getting a feel and also just me personally having a feel for, you know, who may be a fit for someone just from actually getting to know people. So if I was interested in finding a match, what would mm-hmm. be the first thing that I would do? How would I get started with your agency? You would go to com, and there is a join now page and it's a short Um, contact form where you upload one headshot, answer some just basic information and then we follow up with you to do a deeper matching as far as getting a lot of questions answered about where you're at in life, who you are, what you're looking for and all of that. Um, That would come after we would follow up with you. So you just join now at the website at headoverhillsmatchmaking.com. Okay. Very good. And so you mentioned that um, you got a your major footprint is in the Atlanta area, so that's where your business got started is in Atlanta. Do you find um, that it's what? What are some of the challenges that you find about trying to connect people in Atlanta? Well, Atlanta, it, Dr. Linda, I, I don't know how long you've been here. I've been here about eleven, twelve years, and the hard part about Atlanta is that we've gone through a major transition in the culture in Atlanta. Um mm-hmm. as it's become more and more of an entertainment city, you know, centered around music and uh yeah. movies and um it's it's actually mimicking LA a lot in the dating patterns and the cultural changes. Um so it makes it even even on top of just regular dating, it's what makes Atlanta a little bit more difficult because Just like L.A., there's a level of um, superficial attitude about, you know, what people are looking for and wanting. It starts to take on this whole, you know, what everybody looks like, right? What do you have? Where are you going? What do you do? It's a lot less focused on the character, integrity, personality, and true connection. Um, So that's what is making Atlanta a little bit more difficult.
0: And, and it
2: continues to get more difficult, you know, on top. But every city in, in America is, is hard. It's not like dating is easy for anyone, anywhere. Okay. And so, you know, one of the questions that came to mind when I thought about doing the show was why is it that, and, you know, based on your experience, that you can have two people who will come together, and there might be a connection, there might even be some chemistry, but, it never develops into anything more than a friendship. So what is it about compatibility that has some of us, you know, put on the brakes when it gets to friendship stage and not go beyond that? And I'm not talking about the the kinds of things that that somebody might come see me about. Like I'm not talking about things like someone who's afraid of commitment or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious about in your experience, how is it that some of us have chemistry that goes through the roof and you make a great connection, and others there's Mm -hmm. the chemistry, but it just never goes beyond the friendship. I know I encounter a lot of women who will say to me that, you know, they really connected with this brother, they thought things were going well, they enjoyed each other's company, spend a lot of time together, but he's just (laughs) not quite right, or, you know, I think he just views me as a good friend. Um, Mm -hmm. what, What causes that to happen, and how do you get beyond that hurdle? In my opinion, Dr. Linda, it's it's a perception of options. And men and women, what I see is this feeling that there's so many fish in the sea, right? Especially when you're in a big city like Atlanta and there's millions of singles and you feel like, okay, well, he's not acting right, I'll keep it moving. Or is she the one? Is she really I everything? Mean, and men are so visual that it's hard because they're, they're afraid of missing out on the next best thing right? So mm-hmm. there's this right. this element of options and, and our social media and our apps and Instagram and all this stuff that we have is kind of flashing all these visuals and perceptions that, that everything's moving very fast and, hey, you know, oh, here's another pretty girl in front of me. Here's another great guy. It just seems like you see these pictures on Facebook and Instagram of all these wonderful people all the time. And online dating reinforces it as well. It just seems like, you know, at any given time you can go on one of those sites and there's half a million people online at any given time. But the truth is, is that the options, when you start to really dig through that, the level of timing and where someone's at in life, do you want more kids? Do I want more kids? You know, just all the different layers that go into, you know, what's required for something to click not to mention um, true connection and true purpose on a relationship. When you start talking about soulmate type of stuff, you know, you really don't have as many options as you think you do. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I know that that's very helpful for a number of people because, like I said, folks get into that bind a lot. I know um, I, I could probably list a number of people that are frustrated right now because, they get into that mode of, you know, I'm tired of being friends. I don't need any more friends. I need to find that, that next level. But I think your comment about there being so many options out there and people kind of mm-hmm. holding out because, yeah, this is good, but there might be one that's just a little bit better, a little bit better. And before you know and, it, you know. Yeah. And ahead. there's also this a perception, there's this attitude kind of like next, next, yeah. next. One little problem, one little hiccup, and and everyone's so quick to just be like, well, I'm not dealing with that. You know, I'm I'm moving. I'm next. Who's next? Because I'm not going to deal with that. So there's a lack of long suffering. You know, there it's not there's, the love isn't there where you actually allow yourself to just love because love is going to be patient, right? And love is going to hang in there and just work through some things to get to. You know the better side, but the people nowadays are so quick to just be quick to move. You know, and especially if, like you're saying, some of the things you deal with with your clients, with the issues, their divorce issues, their trust issues, they're so quick to just say, I'm not gonna. I'm afraid of going through what I went through before, so I'm not going to to struggle or suffer through anything with anybody. Mm. Sounds good. Sounds really good. So I want to make sure that we broaden the conversation a little bit. And, you know, our our other guest is a woman who really needs no introduction. Um, You've seen her. One of the things that if you don't remember her name, you remember that sassy attitude and you remember that, that signature short blonde haircut. And so this comedian is taking comedy to new levels. And if you've been paying attention, following her career in the movies, et cetera, then you will welcome conversation with Lunell. So, Lunell, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, thank um thank you, you start much talking for to us, having
3: oh, me, for real.
2: Oh, yeah. Before you talk about matchmaking, tell us a little bit about what are some of your uh, latest projects, what are some of the things that you're working on right now?
3: Well, I, I've i been seen recently on um, episodes of Raising Whitley on the own network, Kim, Kim Whitley show. We're friends and stuff. made a few appearances on there. I've been doing... Uh, of course, my uh work on the road during stand up all over the country. Um, you know, I, I uh, after New Year's Eve in Houston with Ricky Smiley, I've been on the okay. normal January cool down, but I'm getting ready as of next weekend to get back on the road and start, ironically enough, in Atlanta. Okay. Um, there for Valentine's uh weekend and so on. And then um been working on some uh voiceover for animation and um just lots of other little little things little irons in the fire. Very so, good.
2: I mean, I don't I don't see how you have room for anything else. That was a full plate that you just described right there, but that's one of the problems suggestive. in the
3: uh romance department actually. <laughs> Is that right?
2: Too busy to make time. See, so you need somebody like like uh, Rebecca Lynn to come along and help do that thing for you. So one uh, of the questions that I I'm have not, for
3: you. I'm not too busy to make time. That's a line that men say because <laughs> you can make time for whatever you want to make time for. That's it's true. just will the men be patient enough to know that, you know, see, it's different for women in entertainment than it is for men in entertainment. Much,
2: much okay.
3: How and so? Tell us more. We'll get into that later, but uh, I'm I'm here to talk about All of that, because there's you know the working successful corporate woman, there's the entertainment woman, there's a woman with children, multiples. Then there's you know, you know there's just so many factors now that 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 go into uh, negating whether anyone wants to be like she said bothered with being in a relationship with you or someone else because it is very next next next. I know I'm a very next 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 person. If you got too many quirks or clicks. Are you going through too much? Are you just, I used to have, I used to have, I used to be, uh, bye. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> so. Interesting. So, I mean, when you are, because you said you're a next kind of person, what are some of the things, I know you said, yeah, get a little more specific. What are some of the things that would make you say next to someone? I mean, you mentioned if you've got too many things going on, but when you're looking to find somebody that you connect with, what are some of the signs that let you know? This is a brother I might be able to work with. What, what's compatible for you?
3: Well, I think you. for me, uh, of course, humor is a huge uh, part of my life. It's not just a job I do. It's a way of life for me. I like to laugh. I like to be, you know, people that, that help me to laugh. Uh, I don't like uh, cranky, dry men. um you know you can i i i am I'm, I'm complicated like I don't like a guy who's like always skinning and grinning all the time because that's kind of a goofy guy to me. I like mm-hmm. a, a sort of a stoic faced type of man, you know uh you know like idris uh, uh of course who is the prime example of everybody's dream man. he doesn't skin okay. and grin all the time he has sort of a stoic look, but then when he does laugh, it's like the sun came out, and that's what I like about uh for men for me. I like a guy who's just, you know, regular, um, sort of um, you know, serious face guy, but when he laughs it's like it's like the sun came out, it's like, oh, look at that baby, look at him smiling and um I also like for me for me, I I'm, I'm not into corporate guys that you know, suits and stuff every day because they tend to be, you know, sorta of controlling and some sort of way all the time and um, I need a little bit of flexibility with my man. He has to be flexible with my schedule. I like spontaneity and, you know, all that kind of stuff, surprises and, and uh, you know, I don't want to have to go through um, a lot of um, uh, just um, heavy heavy stuff. I like to keep it light and fun, you know, and I live in California and we go to the beach and stuff like that and You know, uh, although I wouldn't, you know, if I had a guy, I guess who was in the snowbound area, I might see what all this snow cuddling is all about. I don't know what (laughs) uh, hunkering down with a guy in the snow. It can be fun, I I guess. I don't know anything about that, but you know, I just, I don't know. I just, um, uh, like I said, it's just a different, it's a different animal when you're talking about women in, in entertainment who travel and who are around a lot of other men too they have to be secure you know what i mean and i like you know uh hard working guys guys who work uh you know city workers and stuff like that to work hard cuz they come home and take a bath and put on some clothes you got a whole another guy but
0: That's then the right. city
3: worker is not free to travel with you because he has to go so it's very very complicated to have uh a, a, you know full time dude in in my um uh, in 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 an a entertainment woman woman's life that's why it just pays to be a playgirl for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so now I'm going back to you, Rebecca Lynn. Based on okay. all that information that, that she shared, where uh-huh. would you start? How would you what process would you use to help find someone that could fit that bill that Linnell just laid out? Okay. So I'm just wrapping up writing my first book, Doctor Linda, and it's called How I Fell Head Over Heel. Uh-huh. And it's seven Seven steps to attracting your soulmate. Okay, Okay. so listening to her, I'm listening, and and immediately what popped into my mind is chapter four of my book is what I call blessing blockers, and these are the little things that we think and say consistently that because we what we do, especially as women. Overall, this is why it gets harder and harder as we get older because we start layering on all the things we we experienced in a previous relationship. We say, well, that doesn't work for me. So I'm going to keep layering on more and more and more over the years of what I like, what I don't like, what works, what doesn't work. And so by the time we're like in our 40s, it's like next to impossible because we're wanting this guy that's perfect according to what we're thinking in our head. But the truth is, and even as, as my experience of being a matchmaker, I can put the most perfect man in front of a woman, you know, as far as what she's saying she wants and needs. And she doesn't like it, but I give her something totally different, and she falls for him, hook, line, and sinker. And it's a lot of the time as women, we don't really know what we need and want until we experience it. And so the truth is, is that listening to her, I'm, I'm hearing you know, all uh, the corporate guy doesn't work for me, and I need a guy like this, and I need a guy like that. And and the truth is, is that a corporate guy, the right corporate guy, could be perfect for her. Well,
3: absolutely, 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 and and yeah, because you know,
2: yeah, if he was like. The bomb and confident, and he had his money together, and you know, and he has some flexibility. You know, you just never know. But but the things we say create our reality. And and mm. if you don't mind, Doctor, I give I'll give you a, a, a my personal example. Okay. Okay. My daddy was a pastor. I never wanted to marry a pastor. Mm. I ran from organized religion because I was raised in such of that, you know, restrictive, legalistic upbringing that I didn't want anything to do with it as an adult. And that makes sense, right, because I don't want to be boxed in like that. And so out of my mouth I would constantly say, I don't, I will not marry a pastor, I'm not dating a pastor, no way. And when I let all of it go and I said, God, whatever you have for me, your will be done. Within three months, one of my best girlfriends introduced me to a pastor who <laughs> was the love of my life, my soulmate. Wow. And he is the coolest, finest pastor you've ever seen in your life, not that stereotypical, judgmental, uptight. He's fun, knows how to dance, we have a great time. And the whole time, my words and my thoughts. We're blocking it because what we
3: put out is what we get back. Right? God saying, "Okay, no pastor, sure, <laughs> no pastor." And you and you, right? and, you got, and you got fixed up on that day. And and I, and I, I agree. I agree uh, with what you said about you know you you can't really just block because, like you said, if it was a corporate guy and he was a fun guy and he was flexible and could travel and do all that kind of stuff, then yeah, you know, it wouldn't matter. And if he was
2: fine. If he was fine right now.
3: But the problem, one of the problems is right now is that it's no longer up to us. We may find somebody or think somebody is great, but it's like, what do they want? Because we're getting, uh, the older women are getting outsourced by Mm. by these young um, arm candy chicks. And the men mm-hmm. are not really looking for that much substance anymore. They're just looking yes. for appearance, and then they cheat because they know that they all they have is um, the the arm candy girl, and she's you know she's not really con- consumed with love and affection anyway. She just wants to live the Real Housewives of Atlanta life, and so mm-hmm. everything is just not so superficial anyway. It's not it's not up to us. We might like to go to grocery store. But the guy in the grocery store got the nerve to not want you. He wants uh, (laughs) them. All
1: right.
3: Well, it goes
2: back to a lot of what we were saying about the options. There's so many options out there, and people have lowered their standards because now, you know, again, going back to what you're saying about the the real housewives, I mean, pick a city. There's so many of them out there now. Pick a city. That's not reality. And so when people are trying to live that life, not only in terms of having the material things, But the bad behavior and the lower standards, they make it hard for other women who are still trying to do this thing in a respectable way. Because if you're the kind of girl who will basically go for anything just to have a man in your life, then that man is going to leave the woman who tries to have standards and go to somebody else. So, yeah, the whole game has changed. And, you know, it reminds me, not to say that this was the the whole theme, but it just reminds me. So how much, Lunell, from you were in both Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man Too, great roles, fantastic movies. How much of what was being portrayed in there would you say was mimicking real life?
3: Mm, I would say probably 75%.
2: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think there was a lot of, of stuff in
3: Last there. night for the great Dick Gregory, who finally Mm -hmm. got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he had his wife by his side, who had been by his side through 10 children, the the death of one, and they have been married for 55 years. Wow. It's very unlikely that anybody getting married these days is going to stay married for 55 years. It would be great to think that. But see, the thing is, also, back then, you have situations where it wasn't cool with all this interracial dating Mm -hmm. so you didn't have to compete with white women for your man Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the the gay factor which is very prevalent in Atlanta wasn't out so even if women they didn't even know maybe their husband was gay or whatever like this and then we weren't sitting around watching television looking at examples of bad behavior or the rich life or how sucky your life is you didn't even know
2: that's so, there's a lot to right.
3: There's a lot <laughs> to <Right. laughs> uh, go yeah, into. Yeah, right. It. You
2: know, I talk about um, the seven factors of a healthy relationship is one of the seminars that I do, and on that list, one of the things, in fact, the number one thing um, is wholeness, and the whole idea of you have to have two whole people coming together in order to have a whole relationship, and so. So much of who we are nowadays is we don't know ourselves. We don't know what we want, what we like, because we live in this fantasy of what Uh, commercialism tells us we should be and we should have and what we should do so many times people will find each other looking for someone to complete them and that's a myth if you're not complete going into the relationship you're not going to find completion and wholeness in it you're just going to add further to the dysfunction and the mess and so it really is important that we throw away a lot of these false ideas of what it takes to be a man or to be a woman and really get real with ourselves. And that's, like I said at the beginning, one of the things that I heard in Rebecca Lynn, just the the going back to Christ, which for me is the foundation. You need to know who you are in him so that you can establish a good, solid yes. um, image and self-esteem to project to someone else. Otherwise, you're right, these these days of 50 and 55 years of marriage are gone, and a lot of it really is because we, we meet the representative. You know, you don't meet that brother. You meet his representative, and after you've been with his representative for a while, just like in the movie, you know, the 90-day rule, I'm not saying 90 days is it, but I am saying there should be some time period where you really concentrate on just getting to know who that person is and getting to know their character
3: because the behavior people-
2: changes, but character does
3: but the only people who know about that rule, want to enforce that rule, or will live by a rule or try to try to live by that rule are women. Men don't have no 90-day rule. Yeah. And, and you know, again, and for me,
2: that's so true. And and really, I mean, if you're really going to do it from a scriptural perspective, it's going to go a whole lot longer than 90 days. It's going to work till yeah. you get down the aisle.
3: Yes, and but. the people in relationships, they ought to always think about doing what we used to do and going to talk to a pastor before you jump up and marry yes. somebody. Go and yes. have some counseling. All black people are damaged goods. We all need yes. some counseling for real.
2: Yeah, and, and I think I um, think a really, really great point too, you guys, is that nowadays everyone wants the quality of this deep connection like soulmate. but the truth is, is that no one's willing to do the work on themselves to be in the condition to attract that. They're exactly. just wanting, they don't want to put any work into it. When I let clients know the seven-week process they have to go through before I will even put them on one date, they are like, what? Like, yeah. wait, wait a minute. They think this is just some kind of expensive dating service.
0: And, and you like, know, I no. want you to talk
2: a little bit about screening because I'm sure not just anyone can show up and you guarantee to find them someone. And I'm sure that, as you said, there's some work that needs to be done, and you don't want to just put crazy with crazier. You want to try to find out mm-hmm. who's going to be compatible, et cetera. So what kind I of crazy, get, process do you do? i get all types. Listen, people are hurting, you guys. People are hurting, 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 and yep. it's no wonder that the dating game is crazy because people are a mess, yep. and yeah. they're wanting – they're using – other people as human band-aids. They're yep. just saying I'm hurt, I'm I'm, my, I'm, wounded, I'm hurting, hug me, hold me, kiss me, tell me I'm beautiful just to make me feel a little bit better and then as soon as the newness of that wears off they're, they're back to bleeding and everything's going to hell in a handbasket right? Because it was just a band-aid of, of comfort a semblance of love and intimacy and so what I get nowadays is that So many people come in, they just want to go on dates. They just want matches. There's a level of impatience that people have, and that level of impatience is what leads people to not even do the work on themselves. They don't Mm -hmm. low down enough to even pay attention to their self and their own well-being. And like Dr. Linda said, you've got to be whole. Two whole beings coming together who are living on purpose and in destiny, they come together. That's soulmate. Because your soulmate is 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 meant to further your purpose. So they come together and compliment you in order to help you get where you're supposed to be going. They don't distract you, they don't hinder it. But first you gotta know who you are and where you're going. We you can not even have a compliment come, right? So what I deal with a lot is just helping people to understand they've got to go through these seven and purpose. And being on a purpose path is one of the steps of those seven steps Dr. Wiley in, in the agency is that you've mm-hmm. got to at least start asking and pursuing, knowing why are you on this earth? Who are you? Where are you going? Because just starting to ask those questions gets you on a purpose path. And when you do that, you are that much closer to your soulmate. So what are some of the others? You said there are seven, and one of them is purpose. What are some others? The first is detox. You've got to eliminate. Oh, I like that, stop. detox. You've got to stop having sex. you got to clean your house. You've got to eliminate all the exes that you're dealing with. You've got, to, you've got to hit the reset button. Take a timeout. I ask every client to stop dating for the first 30 days. No sex for the first 30 days. It's just a timeout. Um the second step is healing and forgiveness. You do you call everybody you hurt and tell them you're sorry?
3: Oh well, you just
2: lost me. <laughs> 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 the, the I mean, very I,
3: I can't be a candidate. Sorry.
2: (laughs) Okay. Which one threw you off? You don't have to answer, but you need to think about which one threw you off, the detox or the healing and forgiveness? Because there's a whole lot of stuff she said in step number one, too.
3: No, let's go back to the sex thing. I mean, okay. No, that's what I'm talking about.
2: That's detox.
3: (laughs) No, but here's the thing. You got to
2: detox.
3: Let me tell you how I feel about that, okay? I feel like, um... I'm a woman of a certain age. There's a lot of women of a certain age out here, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, between the schedule and this and that, that you may not have a lot of sex in the first place as much as you did (laughs) before. So when the opportunity for sex comes along, you know, it's like going, it's like, you know, the excitement you get when you're going to eat some gumbo at the end of the year. It's like, oh, my God, fantastic. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> and I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, I do comedy, and I look at everything in a comedic way. And I always say, now, listen, you meet this guy, and you were going out for a couple of weeks, and you're trying to hold out. Now, one of y'all get in a terrible car accident, and you're paralyzed from the waist down. And you're laying there in the hospital saying, I should have had sex with that man. But, well, I had the chance.
2: <laughs> okay, but look, look at it this way: you don't know what you're missing. I mean, you know, you never had it, so you can't be like, "Oh, damn!" I, I don't know about I never had it. I
3: passed that about a thousand sex capades ago. But I'm just saying no, I'm that. I'm talking about
2: that that particular person. That's what I'm talking uh, about. You don't know how good that yeah, particular it, it person. Yeah, it could have be been awful. It could have been yeah, awful. Yeah, exactly. You yes. you can't miss what you never had, so you'd have to say, "Oh well." <laughs> oh, but
1: girl. okay. Go ahead.
2: So we we got detox, we've got healing and forgiveness. Where are we going next, Rebecca Lynn? Self-love, teaching people what is, what is is self-love, how to do it daily, what it means. Um, then you've got chapter four is surrender, which is the uh, blessing blockers, actually surrendering your will and letting go of all the 100-point the list, especially that women have. He's got to be this, he's got to be that it's letting go of that Mm -hmm. now you know i'm gonna stop you there for a minute because
1: Uh, again when i
2: talk about the seven factors of a healthy relationship um one of the seven is compatibility and even Mm -hmm. though i do recommend that people do something that i call a compatibility shopping list i don't want them to become so structured that it ends up being like what you said i don't I don't want you to say, Oh well, he's gotta be six feet tall, this brother's only five exactly. ten and not gonna work. You don't wanna get hung up on that kind of stuff or you don't wanna nope. say, Well, he's gotta have a certain kind of car or a certain kind of job. You totally. don't wanna do that. But but I hear it all. Uh, Yeah, but but you do want to at least have some general idea. You want to think through what would be the things that bring you pleasure and the things that bring you pain. So you need to know and and not be ashamed of it, but just come to grips with who you are be authentic. Mm -hmm. If you really feel like I've got to have an educated brother, then you need to know that, and that's on your compatibility shopping list because if that's what it takes to make you happy, someone who isn't is not going to make you happy. Just like, you know, when Lunell talked about, You know, you got the corporate women, the entertaining women, the women with children. You know, from a man's Uh perspective, he would have to know which of those categories is the one that works best for me, and it doesn't mean that you close yourself off to it, but part of the reason that I think people get hurt so much is because we're open to try whatever comes along. No, you need to know what works for you and shut everything else out, so... Yeah, yeah, I just don't want people to get confused and think. Yeah, it is a, it's a about... thin line. It is a thin yeah. line because people yeah. get so caught up in these details that you know they could have a great guy staring them right in the face. And they're like, "Well, he's not this. He couldn't possibly be the one." You know, right? And, and exactly. what I what I what I encourage clients to do is we do a strengths and weaknesses analysis of mm-hmm. themselves. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? So if you have certain things that you're not as strong in your true complement is going to be stronger in some of those areas where you're not as strong because together That's that true. makes you a stronger team. And if, well, you're, that, if, you're, team not, if you're not strong in an area, it's not like you're likely, once you get to be a certain age, if it's not a strength, it's not a strength. It's not like if it's are going yeah. So exactly. you need to just do what you do and find somebody else who exactly. complements, like you said, and be okay. real about it. You know, there are so right. people out there talking about, the brother got to have a certain kind of car. Meanwhile, she's riding a MARTA bus. I mean, come on now. If, exactly. if he's driving a nice car, do you really think he to want to connect with you when you're not on his level? So you got. I to- have heard it all. I had a gal that came to me. Listen, she was working, I think, a makeup counter in Macy's or something. One of these, you know, model slash actress slash whatever. <laughs> and um, and you know, she was not even making thirty thousand dollars a year, and she. Fixed her mouth to tell me that her match needs to make a minimum of five hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow! And I and, wow. I and I sat there and I said, "Oh, I and, and and just out of curiosity, you know, where did you get this number from? Like, how do you even come up with this number? You know what I'm saying? Because this man is making more in a month than you're making in a year." Right, and it's like, and and I just listen. I hear it all out here. It's amazing to think. I had one woman ask if there was a way for me to be able to to gauge and screen for um, uh, member size. For what? Say that again. I'm trying not to th- say the word, Dr. Linda. I beg your sign. Member Could I scream? Okay, okay. That's what I was Because she didn't want to win any dates. She to any I day. heard her correctly. I was like, OMG. Okay, now, remember we're, really? we're on the Internet. You can say whatever you want to say. Right. Poor is what she asked if she would need to screen her matches. And I say, you know what, we gotta take you through the seven steps again. You 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 are listen, no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's crazy. I wanna that's ask crazy. a
3: question. Okay. Got some questions. Okay. It seems to me also now you have shows like The Talk, The View, The Real, blah 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 blah. Okay. Now, I've watched a lot of, you know, Ayamla and Oprah and all this stuff and Dr. Phil, and I have actually picked up a lot of good things from them, I believe. Mm-hmm. You have these other shows, five women sitting around talking, you have shows like this. Yeah. I think that all these information pointers are only being listened to and picked up on by women. Men aren't sitting around listening to the talk the right. real. No. because. No don't want to hear one woman talk so they certainly don't want to sit around and hear five women exactly. talk exactly say a relationship That's show right. they'll turn it off because the women want to know how can I, you know, get myself a good man but the men they're they're not even interested in listening to it. It's just right. like when you have shows like you know, front page and all this, and they're talking about solutions in the community. Well, the guys that are selling the dope and the guys that are packing the guns, they're not sitting watching those programs. So everything is just being, is just preaching to the choir all the time. We're just talking Mm -hmm. to people who already are hearing it and the people who need to hear it and need to sit down and listen to it. Unless you can get your boyfriend or your man to sit down with a glass of wine and listen to a program like this, you know, which right. is very rare, then we're just going back and forth over and over and over again about what women need to do. Now, a lot so we, of
2: my clients are men, though, girls. A lot uh, of my clients are men.
3: Um, well, I, I would dare to say there may be a lot of men clients, but they are probably less than half of your men, your clients. So.
2: At one point, 90% of my clients were men, and there's been a shift in the agency. We began to take more female clients. Um, but men come to a matchmaker with because they want a wife. That's yeah. the men who are and their number one complaint, and you wouldn't believe this, all over the country what I hear from the men is they say there's so much quality but there's not the quality that mm-hmm. they're looking for. And so they're they're saying, Listen, okay, I thought because I was out when I was playing I felt like there was this never ending, you know, buffet of women and then when I got theory is when I wanted to settle down and have some children, all of a sudden they're really, really struggling, and they're feeling like, where are the good women at? They feel the exact same way. Well, I'm
4: going to jump in right now. I'm going to jump in right now. I've been been too magnificent. Who decided to join us?
2: Come on, No,
4: no, I've I've been listening the whole time. I've been listening the whole time, taking notes. And I'm going to, you know, the first thing I'm going to say is that <laughs> this has been incredible. It's an awesome discussion. I, and, I, and you know, Rebecca Lynn, I'm going to pick up on what you were just getting ready to say about the man saying there's no quality. I often ask the question <laughs> to my female friends, how many girlfriends do you have? I usually hear that they have anywhere between three to five girlfriends that they call good friends, Okay. Yep. I would then my next question is out of the three to five girlfriends that you have that you that these are your good friends, if you were a man which how many of your three three to five girlfriends would you date? You right. know the answer that I get one it's two. one possibly no. two possibly and and
2: let
4: me let me tell you why I say that, and they say that because you all are transparent with you, with your girlfriends. You all are, you know, what you do it with y'all. The house she cl- keeps house. You know, she might clean up or have somebody to clean up when she got a man. It's not really who she is, but when she's with a girlfriend, she shows you who she really is. Her cleanliness. It might be, you know. And so when you start looking at the things, and uh, Rebecca, just like you said, the woman who wants a man who makes a half a million dollars but she makes $30 or she can't manage her money or she's taking a trip that she can't afford to be on just to say she's there. She's buying red bottoms and really need to be buying some sneakers. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing when you ask that question, how many women who know their girlfriends and really know them well and been doing them for years, how many say that they will really date, any of the girlfriends, and so I always say. Then my my next statement to to them is, if you will only date one or possibly two of your five girlfriends, then what you have to remember that's what we got. And then are we compatible with the two that you would date? Right. So the quantity the quantity is not is is I mean it's not as many as you know you might think. I
2: agree. I'm not going to disagree with Hank, ladies. I'm not, because I, I'm in the business of people, and the women that come through the agency and, and listening to them, and when they let the representative slip away and stop saying all the right things and really, really express how they really feel, I mean, it. it it's a veneer. you know. And this is what I try to explain to even the good girls, that the the chicken heads sound just like good girls now. They say all the right things to these men. They act the right way. They have the right look. And so a man doesn't know the difference, and now he can't even trust his judgment because one acts just like the other. They say all the right things. Now, I don't disagree with you guys, but I I do go back to the point that was made earlier, though, with respect to at what point does the man start really caring about that? And it's just a question because I think initially, given that there is so much quantity out there, that I don't think many men are even paying attention to what she's saying in the first place. It's all about how many kids. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're listening. I don't know. When they get serious, Dr. Linda, they when When they get sick. That's right. That's my point. When they get serious. And so my no, point no, is – No, We, no, we listen
4: in a different way. We listen in a different way. And let me just say this. Women – men lie, women lie in different ways. See, you all might lie. We might lie about where we were last night, okay? That's, that's a lie. Uh, we weren't we – we were not at the, the ball game. We were at the strip club, okay? That's a lie. I agree with that. You all lie differently. You all lie about who you are. The look, you know, I mean, the makeup. The you know the
3: booty pads
4: the, the stretch you
3: all to some of you all <laughs> first what yeah. some of you all well, you, okay you're right. Some okay, of you all,
4: you're I'm sorry. You're I would not. Ears I would. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I would not paint everybody with the same. You, brush. Your little, I'm, your little
3: anger, your little anger is coming out in, in you right now. Oh uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But, no, say, no, but my point say, is, no, she's no, right. Even
2: lied to a time or two. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm here no, no.
3: all his old ex girlfriend <laughs> problems
4: look, look, right now. Look, look, look. look, look. You all listen, You all lie in a different way. So what which, which, you know, so who, who, who we think we have we don't necessarily have, you know. Right, and, and that's so, what again, I
2: don't disagree with that, but what I am saying in addition to that is what I believe is early on, until he gets to a point where he's ready for a service like Rebecca Lynn provides because he's ready to, until that time, yeah, I know she's lying and she don't look like that, but that's not what I'm interested in, so let me just get what I need to get from her and then go to next, which is what we were talking and, about earlier. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll playing on
4: next. the uh, and I friend, on the. She said there's some that's sometimes she needs, She backed up too. Didn't you just say that now. You just you, there's sometimes she's backed up, so she needs what she needs. Yeah. So I mean, well, well, it's, yeah. it's on both sides. It's, on, it's on both. It's not exactly right. It's on both sides. So you know, it, it women are usually upset when men do it, and then and when they do it. I mean, there there's there are, there are a population of women, and thank you but, you know I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush, but there's there's a population of women who need what they need when they need it, and how they need it. There is
2: a population of women like that. However, I do believe (laughs) that with women, more of the women that put themselves in that position are not so much trying to get what they need in terms of physically or sexually, it's a self-esteem thing. It's a I don't feel loved, I don't feel vindicated, I didn't have my daddy whatever the thing was, there's a void that they're trying to fill and somehow they believe that they can fill that void with sex and then they come up feeling empty and depressed after the sex because the danger is they expected it and to they're do. They're, they're also lying. That, yeah. You know, they're lying. They're saying, oh, I don't, know. I don't have emotions. I'm, I can do this just like a man. I can have sex just like a man. Exactly. But even
3: for a man to have sex like a man, don't you say, is ridiculous. Our brothers are so damaged. And so hurt and so unemotional and so shut off and so iceberged. Not all well, of hold them. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm hearing your past four friends. Hold keep up on, now. Keep on, keep on <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm here here. boyfriends. No, no. I, I said not, not all, but most. And, and I, don't I, know. I don't I know. I don't close myself off. I don't date just brothers. I don't date tall ones or short ones. or uh, I, I, I date anybody. I'm, you know what I always tell guys? I like who likes me. I like who likes me. Like, I don't go out here chasing these... Brother, if anybody has the balls to step to me and say, hey, would you like to go out to dinner sometime? If you don't smell like cigarettes, if you're not a raging alcoholic or some kind of weird vibe that I get from you, we can probably go. Because I like to date. I leave myself open. There's a lot of women with that criteria stuff that you were talking about. I don't have all of that. Plus, I date all over the country because I go everywhere. And I like Men, first, can we just like the other sex? Can we like each other? There's a lot of like men in don't to even like, like them, you, I want to ask a lot
2: of them. Can you? I want to ask a them. Can you like yourself first? Like you first? Well, there are a lot of
3: people don't even know what that means. Like. So you know, exactly. you got to go through the whole twelve-step program. That that's exactly. <laughs> <three>. <laughs> so I want to
2: ask you a question, Michelle. You said you like to date. So do you date, and just do you date because you enjoy? The dating, like the sport of dating, or are you dating with some end game in mind?
3: I think subconsciously we always have an end game in mind.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I, I agree. We always do. But Everybody I wants like, love.
2: I like Everybody
3: wants love. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very well equipped to buy all my own dinners and all my own drinks. So. Yeah. I I date because I like the company. I like the sport of talking to men. I like the banter back and forth. I want to see where your mind's at. Can you can you take a a, uh, you know, a woman who has an opinion and who, you know, can carry on a conversation. A lot of people don't know. You know, I'm educated. I have a degree in English. I can, you know, sit down and write a letter to the president, or I can hang out at the speakeasy. You know, it's mm-hmm. either one. And and I don't have any problem. I, I, I'm from Arkansas. I don't have any problem. I don't see... You know, people have gotten so twisted. If somebody says ma'am to you, it's like you think they called you a bitch. That's a form of respect. Nobody even knows what respect is anymore. I don't mind being in the traditional world. I won't take care of nothing on the outside of the house. You stay out of my kitchen. I'll do what I need to do. You know, I don't want to tune up the car. You go do that. I don't want to wash the car. You go do that. Let me fry this chicken because I'm good at that. You know, I'm just that that sort of chick. So as far as know, taking care of a dude and taking care of myself and raising children. I'm excellent at that shit. Now, what I am also is moody. You know, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, maybe party too much sometimes, or don't want to. I will do anything as long as I don't feel like I have to do it. Like yeah. if I want to come You're home, I'm also
2: very self aware, which is a good thing. But, it
3: you, is know, so but you know, what? Oh, no. oh, no. but you know, oh oh but you know, I'm you the,
4: the challenge of a man. We got to try to figure out which one of y'all. We got to try to figure out if you are you an independent, are you are you self? We, we don't even know. We well, don't know. Well, I mean, I, you I, I, don't have to figure up, it up.
2: out. Hell, ask me. Hold Just up. ask me. You hold, to hold, up, hold up, hold
4: up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all, y'all, ha- y'all, hold it. up. See, see, that? see, listen to this. Listen to this. Y'all, I'm trying to tell
3: you. <laughs> listen to the anger there on the phone. There was more than one of you. There were three guys <laughs> <one. I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the anger on this phone. Chill
4: out.
1: I, know, uh, anger. What,
3: what, I
4: guess what, what I'm saying is for us, y- 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 some of you all, well, it, it, it depends on which day of the week. You have some women who want to be independent until, you know, and, until it's something else, something, uh, uh, I guess, something else comes up, and then you want to be submissive. I mean, we, you know, we don't know who we're dealing with. in A lot of cases, we don't know if we're dealing with the independent chick or the, or the, the, the woman who who wants to be submissive. I mean, Cause, there's,
2: okay, there's I, this... I'm going, I'm going to bring us back because we're almost, okay. we're almost out of time, and I okay. want to get her last two two or three points, but, um, okay. again, y- y'all, you just need to, to ask. I mean, you need to ask. There there are some of y'all don't know, some of y'all don't know, some of y'all
4: don't know. know. But, but again, well, I, think you grandfather, know. I think
3: your grandfather would probably say that you'll never figure it out, number one. Exactly right. Right, exactly and which right. is why
2: you shouldn't try <laughs> to figure it out. Which is why you need to have the dialogue and ask. you not. That's gonna what say.
3: the game is all about. It's all a it's all a game. And what it's happened the to day. the phone in college? You didn't get none. What happened,
2: the what to, the what happened to the phone? I guess not. the phone in college?
3: You didn't get in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she hasn't come. The producer hasn't come through to the teller. So apparently not. We just all into this good conversation. But okay, so let me take you back. We got detox, mm. healing, and forgiveness, self love, surrender. Um, your blessing blockers. What else, Rebecca Lane? Positioning, that comes after purpose, path, and then dating and identifying your soulmate. Okay, so positioning, wait, listening and then what? Positioning, positioning. Oh, positioning, okay. Uh-huh. And then the seventh step is dating and identifying your soulmate.
3: Dating to find your soulmate. Oh, it sounds like college homework to me. It
2: is <laughs> a lot of work now. It's a lot of work. A lot you of know work. what I was going to say? It shouldn't I, be
3: all that work. Just me too. My
2: female clients, I tell them all the time to date older.
3: That's date what I, well. older.
2: Uh, it,
3: I, I women boys. don't
2: like to so, hear that. How much older is older? A minimum of seven to ten years. Wow. I
3: tell I tell the boys I date that. Date older. I
2: think you like younger men. I think Lunel likes younger men. You, think? you heard of Lunel she likes whoever likes her. So if the younger I like men likes you like her, you? who she's liking. I that's mean as I like. get as as I get more seasons in life, the, the thought of dating somebody ten years beyond where I am, it's like oh hell no. He ain't I don't even know if he'd be interested in what I would like and can keep up and all other kind of stuff. Exactly.
3: Right? So,
2: it. <laughs> it works though, girls. It works. Right, it takes so them a little longer to catch are, up. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? We are. Coming up to uh, the end of the show, the time has just gone so fast. Aurelia hasn't said anything about callers, so I'm assuming that people got so wrapped up in what we were talking about that they did not want to interrupt with the question or anything, and we certainly were all over the place. With I don't this think we gave out the phone
3: number either. Hello? <laughs>
2: yeah, at the start I did, and then once we got into conversation, I did not again. You're right, I got caught up in it. I will throw it out one more time in case there's somebody at the last minute, but the number is 347 637-2319, 347-637-2319. So I gave it out at the top of the hour. I apologize. We got into the conversation and I forgot about giving it out because we didn't take any breaks today. We didn't break some music. We just kept going strong today. So we're talking about um, mass making and the matchmaking making uh, process, what it is, some of the things that they do at Head Over Heels Matchmaking Service, i already told you, you can reach out to Rebecca Lynn at headoverheels.com. She shared with you no, some of the questions. No, that's headoverheelsmatchmaking.com. Headoverheelsmatchmaking.com. i Thank you. And so um, before we go, I'm going to ask uh, Rebecca Lynn if there's one last thought you'd leave them with, and then I'll go to you, Linnell, and then, Hank, we're going to let you take us home. Yes, my final thought is seek God first, love yourself, And love will come. Your soulmate will come. He's going to be attracted to you because of the path you're on. And the same thing vice versa for men as well. Seek God, speak self, and your love is going to come. All right. Thank you. Linnell?
3: Well, I just think that sometimes us women need to not talk so much and listen to these brothers because they need to say stuff too. You know when you talk a lot around men, their ears start to bleed, and then their mm-hmm. mind, then their mind goes wandering off, and then then you done lost them. So I think that you know we can talk, but we need to learn how to listen. I know my grandmothers and aunties would sit there while their husband be recounting the story, and they be telling the story all wrong. And they don't sit and try to correct them in front of everybody and all that. You just get in the kitchen, she say, and he he don't even know what he's talking about. But Dana, you know, I just don't think we need to, as much as I talk in my world, I just think we just have to not over uh, talk to these men to death, especially on the first date, hell.
2: You know, I just released my first book, and uh, the title of it is Tame Your Tongue and Transform Your Relationship. So we're definitely on point with that one. And when you talk, you need to be mindful of what it is that you say. So yeah. tame your tongue and transform your relationship. Hank, before I close, what comments would you leave us with?
4: I, I just I, I really appreciate the spirit of conversation. I think that it needs to be longer. It needs to be more. Yeah. I think uh, we definitely want to, you know, uh thank our guests for coming on because I know they added something to it and we're we're stronger, smarter and better because of it. So I just wanna I just wanna uh, really just thank both of them for their insight. I learned something, I sat back and listened I know our producer was yelling for me to get in, but I was learning. So I you know there's times where you just sit back and you want to listen. So thank you.
2: Yes, and I'd like to thank you guys as well. Thank you, Hank, for always being here and hanging in there with me. I love what we do. It's my desire to strengthen families, and I do it by prescribing remedies to your relationship challenges. So all of you who are listening, I thank you for letting us speak into your life. Good night.
1: That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.
3: Hey, Ray Mariazzi here. I don't know about you, but my car can use a few upgrades. I mean, the eight inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution, eBay motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride.